Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin daf Yud Test. We're starting the top line, the third word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bischos Arye Leib Ben Chaya Yona. He and his family should be blessed with Shefa of Nachas Parnasa, good health, and Kol Mili Demetiv. And we're continuing with these members in the name of Rabbi Yirmiyah Ben Elazar. The Gemara says, "Rabbi Yirmiyah Ben Elazar, Barei Shalakim Nisa Kash Baruch Hu Midas Basar Adam. The Mid of Hashem is not like that of people. Midas Basar Adam Mischayv Adam Harigla Machas. If a person is Chayv Misa by the king, Matiun Lechak Losach Piv, they place a piece of wood inside his mouth, Kadesh Lechakal Samelech, so that he can't curse the king. Misa Kash." But Hashem's midah is adam is If a person did some sort of avera, then now Hashem has to give him misa for that. Shaisek, he's quiet because he's accepted Hashem's judgment upon himself. Shemar says in the pasuk lecha dumiyatehila. To you, silence is praise. Vloyoid, and not only that, el shemishabeach. He praises Hashem for this judgment. Shemar says tehila, praise. Vloyoid, and not only that, el shadem like ilamak of carbon. This person views himself, even though he's chayv misa, as if he's bringing a carbon to Hashem. Shemar says lecha yishulam neder, and to you the vow is fulfilled. Neder here is like a neder that you're going to bring a carbon. In the base of Mikdash. And the Gemara says, This is the same thing Rabbi Shubin Levi says. Those who pass through the valley of Bacha, transform it into a spring. It's covered with blessings from the early rain. And now we're going to darshan each word in the Pasuk separately. What does it mean they pass through? So now we're going to darshan as this is referring to the people that transgress the will of Hashem. Amek, literally meaning valley, but over here we're darshaning it to mean the Gehenim is deepened for them. Habacha, Shabaychem Umayridin Demayas, Kamayan Shal Shitin, they cry and shed tears like the spring of Shitim, Gambarachas, Yatemayre. Over here, Myra is referring to a judge, like a Mora, a teacher, and obviously the judge over here is Hashem. What does this mean? Shamatzdikan Alay Masadin, the people recognize the righteousness of Hashem's judgment. But I'm in front of him, they say in front of Hashem, Rebbein Shalalalam, Yafa Danta, you've judged properly, Yafa Zachis, Yafa Chiafta, you found the person Zakai or Chayev properly, Yafa Tikanta Gehenim Lurashayim, and you properly prepared Gehenim for those that are wicked, and Gan was also properly prepared. So we see that there's even some sort of praise being given to Hashem for judging people to be sent to Gehenim. The Gemara says, Ain't that so? Even at the entrance way to Gehenim, they're not Chazim B'Tshuva. Shemar says in the Pasuk, And they shall go out and see the corpses of the men who sin against me. It doesn't say the people that sinned in past tense, ones that do sin, that these people are always sinners, even when they're at the entrance way to Gehenim. Him, they're not chayzer b'tshuva. So we see that the people who are rishayim are not going to admit that Hashem's judgment is correct. The Gemara says like Hasha, that's not a problem. Haba paisha Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael, they're going to admit that what they did was wrong and Hashem's judgment is correct. Haba paisha However, the avdikachavim, the idolaters, they're never going to admit that what they did was wrong and that Hashem's judgment was right. And hachinah mistaber, it's very logical to say that the imkain. If we didn't say that kasha derishlakish derishlakish, we would have a steer in rishlakish himself. The Amr shlakish he says paisha Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael in our Gehenim shlatas behind the fire of Gehenim does not have power over them. We learn this from the Mizbeach Hazav in the Beis HaMikdash. Ma Mizbeach Hazav, just like the Mizbeach Hazav, she'en olav ela ka'evi diner zav. It only had a thin layer of gold surrounding it. Amad Kamashan of Leishalta Boi Ha'ur, it stood like that for many years, and the fire didn't have ability to disintegrate the metal. Pashi Yisrael, the sinners of Yisrael, Shemalei Mitzvah Kareem, and they're full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate. Shemalei says in the Pasuk, Kefalach Harimayin Rakoseich, like a piece of pomegranate are your temples. That's what the word Rakoseich literally means. From Hashem ben Lakish, he says, Don't read it as Rakoseich, Ela Rekoseich, your empty ones. Even the empty people in Klai Yisrael, Malay Mitzvah Kareemin, are full of mitzvahs like a remind. Allah has come Kama, so for sure these sinners are not going to end up having the fire of Gehenim have power over them. The Gemara asks, We had this Pasuk that told us that they're going to end up going to Gehenim and they're going to admit that Hashem's judgment is correct. The Gemara says, You're right, they were sent to Gehenim for a moment, but then Avram Avinu came, he brings them out of Gehenim and receives them. 
Bar, except for me, Yisrael Shavar Basa Eved Kachavim, a Yisrael that cohabited with an idolater's daughter, the Mashcha Arlasai, she pulls his Arla over his Aver, Vlaim of and therefore Avram Vinu doesn't recognize him as a Jew, so he can't take him out of Gehenna. But now, Maskev Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana is going to ask on this original Joshua that we had said that evil people, even at the entrance of Gehenna, they're not going to repent because we learned the word Hapoishim B, meaning they still sin even at the entrance of Gehenna. So he says, Hashadamat Hapoishim, now that you're understanding the word Hapoishim, it means the Pasheva Azle, that they continue to sin. But from now, we know that it says in the Pasuk, Hamaiti Vamala, that Kashbrochu takes us out and brings us up from its rhyme. Demasak Demafeku, does that mean that Kashbrochu still takes us out and brings us up from its rhyme? Ella, what does it mean? The Asak Vapik, Hashem did take us out and bring us up from its rhyme. So Hachinami, so too over here, the Pashihu, it means that they did sin, but not that they're still going to sin, meaning they will repent at the entrance way to Gehenim. And another member of Amrab Yirmi Ben Elazar, Shleshab Sachemir Shle Gehenim, there are three entrance ways into Gehenim. Echad Ben Midbar, one in the desert of Echad Bayam, one in the sea of Echad Yushalayim, and one in Yushalayim. Ben Midbar, how do we know? The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Vayer Duhem, and they went down, Vchal Asher Lehem, and everything they had, Chayim, alive, Sha'ila, into Sha'il, this is referring to Kairach, and that was in the Midbar, Bayam, in the desert, the Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Mi Beten Sha'il Shivati Shamata Kaili, from the belly of Sha'il, I cried, and you heard my voice, this is referring to Yonah in the belly of the fish, which was in the ocean, and Be Yerushalayim, the Chesavit says in the Pasuk, Nu'om Hashem, Hashem says, Asher Ur Loi B'Tziyayin, there's a fire in Tziyayin, Vitanur Loi B'Yerushalayim, and a furnace in Yerushalayim, Vitanur Loi Asher Ur Loi B'Tziyayin, that he has a fire in Tziyayin, Zu Gehenim, this is talking about Gehenim itself, Vitanur Loi B'Yerushalayim, Zu Pischoshel Gehenim, this is talking about the entrance way to Gehenim, and we mentioned Yerushalayim in this Pasuk, so we see that there's an entrance way to Gehenim in Yerushalayim. The Gemara says, Zu Leka, there's no more entrances, Vamar of Meryon, Amar of Yishub and Levi, Vamar of some say it was Tanur Rabba Bar Meryon, Debe Rabbi Yechim and Zakai, he taught this in there's two palm trees in the valley of Ben Hinoim, and there's smoke that comes up from between them. And this is what we learned that Lulavim from this area of Harabarzel, Kasheris, they're Kasher, and and that is the entrance way to Gehenim. So we see there's another entrance way. The Gemara says that's not a Raya. Maybe that's the same entrance way of Yerushalayim. The Gemara continues. There are seven names to Gehenim. These are them. Translated as annihilation, Uba'er Shachas, translated as well of destruction, Ubar Sha'in, and pit of turbulent waters, Vitita Yovin, and Mire, Vitzalmavis, and Shadow of Death, Vertatachtis, and the Underworld. These are all the names of Gehenim. Sha'il, how do we know that's the name of Gehenim? It says in the Pasak, Mi Betan Sha'il, Shivati, Shamata Kali. We brought this Pasak from Yonah and the fish. Avadain, how do we know that's considered Gehenim? Dhsivit says in the Pasak, Hayusu Parba Gevrachazdecha, can your kindness be spoken in the grave? Amunasra Bavadain, your Amuna in Avadain, obviously talking. You will not abandon my soul to Sha'ol. You will not allow your devout one to witness destruction. What about those? It says in the Pasuk, How do we know that? It says in the Pasuk, Those sitting in dark and Salmavis referencing Gehenim. How do we know that's the name of Gehenim? Gemara, who we have a tradition. The Gemara asks for Suleka, there's no other names of Gehenim. We have the name Gehenim, that's the name of Gehenim. The Gemara says, no, that's just a way to describe the place, but not an actual name of the place. And what does it mean? Gay of valley, Sha'amuka kigay hinom, that's as deep as the valley of Hinom, Sha'kol yeri lal iske hinom, that everyone goes down to this place because of Hinom, which means immorality. The Gemara says, Voike tofte, that's also a name of Gehenim. It says in the Pasuk, Ki aruch me'esmal tofte, tofte was established from yesterday, referring to Gehenim. The Gemara says, no, again, that's just a way to describe it. Hu sha'kol hamispate b'yitzroi yipal sham, this just means anyone that's seduced by 
by his Yetzer falls in there. But again, it's not an actual name of Gehenim. And now once we're talking about Gehenim, the Gemara says, Gan Eden, Amrish Lakish, in Be'eretz Yisrael, who, if Gan Eden is in Eretz Yisrael, Beis Shan Peschai. Its opening is in Beis Shan because it has the most delicious and fine fruits of all of Eretz Yisrael. And we know that Gan Eden is a place that has very fine fruits. Vim Baravia, if it's in Arabia, Beis Garim Peschai. Its opening is Beis Garim because they have wonderful fruits. Vim Bein Hanaharisu, if it's in between the Chidekel and Pras rivers, then Dumaskinin Peschai, then its entrance is in Dumaskinin. And once we're talking about fine fruits, Bebavel and Bavel, Abai Mishtabech Beperi the Mavar Yamina. He would praise the fruits on the right or the south side of the river. And Rava Mishtabech Beperi Darapanya, he would praise the fruits of Harpanya. And now going back to our Mishnah, we had said in the Mishnah, we named Kamoish Ravakas, that the amount of space that's allowed to be in between these two Pasibi Rice, in between these two corners, is allowed to be the size of two teams of cattle, either three each or four each, which is a total of six or eight cattle. And we had said that they have to be tied and not loose. So the Gemara asked Pshita, is that self understood? Since we said that they have to be measured when they're tied, obviously we know they're not allowed to be loose. They have to be tied. So why do we have to emphasize that they're tied and not loose? So the Gemara says, no, you would have thought that when you're measuring the space, what does that mean that they're tied? They have to be as if they're tied, meaning they have to be very close together. They don't actually have to be tied when you're measuring the space. They're not allowed to be loose, meaning you actually have to tie them together when you're measuring this space. And the Mishnah said, one is going in, one is going out. What does that mean? The Gemara says, it's one team going into this area, one team going out, and not one cow going in, one cow going out, because the measurements would be different. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah. We had given different measurements in the Mishnah, but we didn't give them in Amos, we gave them in cow measurements. So now the Gemara says, what exactly are the measurements of a cow? How much is the head in the majority of the body of a cow? That's two Amos. What's the thickness, the width of a cow? One and two-thirds of an Amos. Yot has Amos on the top, and now we're going to make a Cheshbin, according to both Rameh and Rabbi Yehuda, who had stated in cow measurements in the Mishnah how much it's actually going to be in Amos. Shehen Ke'eser, Divir Rameh. According to Rameh, this is about 10 Amos. And Rabbi Yehuda, he says, It's like 13 Amos or it's like 14 Amos. The Gemara says, Ke'eser, it's like 10 Amos, according to Rameh. Ha'eser Havyon, it's exactly Eser, because if you take 1 and 2 thirds times 6, that's going to get exactly 10. So the Gemara says, no, Mishum Debay Lemisna Seifa, since we have to say the Seifa, in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, like 13, so we also said, Ke'eser like 10. The Gemara says, Kishleishesrei, like 13, for Rabbi Yehuda's Shita, Tvehavion, it's really more than 13. So the Gemara says, you're right, since it has to say, like 14, so we also said, like 13. So the Gemara asks, it's not near 14, because we know that the Cheshbon according to Rabbi Yehuda is 13 and one third Amis. So it's not 13, it's not 14. So Amrav Papa, Rav Papa says, it's more than 13, but it doesn't even reach close to 14, which is 13 and one third Amis. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, the maximum gap we're allowed to have in between these two corners is 10 Amis, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's 13 and one third Amma. Now there's Machlekes on the Mishnah, if one needs to place flat boards, pshutim, in between the corners in order to narrow the gap. Rabbi Meir said yes, and Rabbi Yehuda said no. And on that, the Gemara says, Amrav Papa, Bebar Shmaina, if the well itself is actually eight Amis across, to Kuli everyone agrees, we don't have to place flat boards to bridge the gap. Now why is it that everyone agrees that we would not need boards to bridge the gap in the opening? Because if the well is eight, then we need to have a minimum of two Amis on each side to allow the animal to drink, which means that from corner to corner, there's 12 Amas. Now, that's not a problem, even according to Rav Meir, because since the boards of the corner are an Amma each, then the gap is actually only 10 Amas, which according to Rav Meir is Beseder. So therefore, everyone would agree that in the case where the well is 8 Amas, we would not have to have boards in order to bridge the gap. 
And the Gemara continues, If the bar itself is 12 amas across, everyone agreed that we would need these pshutim because that's going to be too wide, even according to Rabbi Huda, because it's going to be wider than 13 and a third amas. So keep ligi, what's the between our main Rabbi Huda and our Mishnah? If the well itself is anywhere between 8 amas across and 12 amas across, we would need to have these pshutim there because that means that the gap is going to be more than 10 amas. But Rabbi Huda, we would not need to have these flat boards there because the gap is is not going to be wider than 13 and a third Amas. So the Gemara asks, Rabbi Mike Mashmon, what exactly is Rabbi coming to teach us with this? Tanina, we already learned it in a Bray, so exactly how wide a cow is and how much space we need to have, so therefore we could have made this Cheshben on our own. What does he need to tell us this for? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Mike Mashmon, he never knew of this Bray, so the Kamashmon, and therefore he taught us this exactly what we would have learned from the Bray, so had we made the Cheshben ourselves. And now the Gemara is going to bring six questions that Abai asked Rabbi about this entire well enclosure, these Pasebirais. First question. Let's say he extended the corners the same shear as the Pashat as this flatboard would have been. Would that be okay? Meaning, does our mayor require us to place Pshutim in between the gap? Or does he just allow us to extend the corner the same shear that the Pashat would have been? So the Gemara says, Armalei, Rabbi responded to Abai, Tani Suwe, we had learned it in our Mishnah. Obilvad, as long as Shiyar Pasin, Rameir has said, as long as he increases the Pasin. What does that mean? My love, the Marach Bediumdin, does that mean that he increases the length of this corner? The Gemara says, Loy, that's not a Raya. It could mean the Mapesh Ba'avid Pshutin, that he makes additional Pshutim to add on to bridge the gap, but not that he extends the corner. So the Gemara says, Yachiv, so, Hail Bavad Shiyar Bepasin, instead of saying that he has to increase the pasin at shiar pasin It should say he should increase it by adding pasim, not increase the actual pas itself that already exists. So the Gemara says, you're right, okay, so tini achiyarba pasim, take away that base. The Gemara says, Ikadamri, some say, Amar lay, that Rabbi responded to Abai, Tani Suwe, we learned in our Mishnah, Obavachiyarba pasim, as long as he increases bi pasim, my love doesn't that mean the mapish va'avid pshutin, that he adds on and makes pshutim? The Gemara says, lay, the marich bidyumdin, that he extends the existing corner. Hachanam mistabra, it's actually logical to say that, Megitani, because it says in the Mishnah, Obavachiyarba bi pasim, as long as he increases the existing board, meaning the existing corner, so we see from here that he actually is allowed to increase the existing corner and lengthen it, and he doesn't have to make brand new boards, according to Rav Meir. And the next question, What about if we have a gap that's wider than 13 and a third Amas, according to Rav Yehuda, what's the halacha? Should he make brand new boards that he's going to put in the middle, or should he just extend the Dumid? Now we're asking this specifically according to Rav Yehuda, that never made mentioned single boards, so what would he do when the gaps are too wide? On one hand, it's better to have boards, because if the corner is extended, it's not necessarily noticeable that the gap was actually narrowed. However, the issue with Pshutim is that they're freestanding, and then there's going to be too much airspace on both sides of them, and then we would apply and we could technically say that this board in the middle is going to be swallowed up by the airspace on both sides. So that's what the Gemara was asking. Is it better to put a board, or just extend the existing corner? Amrle, Rabbi responded to Abai, Tani Suwa, we already learned this. And this ensuing conversation is similar to the one that we have in the Mishnah, however, with an added piece at the end, which we do not have. Kamehan Mikuravan, how close are these corners allowed to be to each other? The size of the head and the majority of the body of the cow. How far away from each other are they allowed to be? Even if it's a core, even two core amount of land. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, no. Only up until two sa'a. Yes, in Beisusayim, Aser, more than two sa'a, it's Aser. Rabbi Huda, they told Rabbi Huda, Don't you agree by all? 
all these things. Even if it's a space covering five core or ten core, that it would be mutter. So Armelahen Rabbi Yehuda told them Zumachitza ve'elu pasin, and this is what's important. He said that's talking about a mechitza, meaning all these things: the deer, the sire, the mukza. What was surrounding it was a valid mechitza of ten tefachim high, covering the entire thing. Ve'elu pasin, but in our Mishnah we're talking about these pasin, which are just four corners, and that's not a valid mechitza. And now Rabba zones in with his proof. Ve'im isa, if you're going to tell me that the corner is just allowed to be extended, zumachitza ve'zumachitza ibmibarle, he should have responded. This is a mechitza, and that's a mechitza because we have an existing mechitza of the corner which is being extended. Why did he specifically use the word ve'elu pasin? So it must be the Rabbi Huda says you're not allowed to extend the corner, and you actually have to make a brand new board in order to bridge the gap. So the Gemara says no, hachikamar. It could very well be that Rabbi Huna was responding as follows: Zutars mechitzola. This has the status of a proper mechitza that's surrounding a deer sahar muktz and chutzer, and therefore upirtsa sel be'eser. Its breaks and breaches are allowed to be no more than ten. Ve'elu taris pasin olim, and these have the din of a pas upirtsa sein b'shlesh yisrei al mushlesh, and they're allowed to have a break of no more than thirteen and a third, but they still could be an extension of the existing corner. We're just calling it pasin because they have a different din of how wide the gap is allowed to be. So therefore, we don't have a proof. And now for our third question: Bamei abayim rabba tell him a slaket asar mitoich arba, and we're going to explain what that is in a minute. Nidon mishum diomid oyena nidon mishum diomid. Can we count this thing as diomid or not? Now this is something that we find throughout the Masechta. A tel hamaslaket, asar mitoich arba, is a mound that slopes upwards, tel hamaslaket, to a height of ten tefachim within four amos, asara mitoich arba, meaning it takes no more than four amos along the slope to rise to a height of ten tefachim. And we're asking, since we have a height of ten tefachim within this entire slope, are we allowed to count the slope as part of one of our corners? The Gemara says, Amalei, he responds to him, Tani Suwa, we learned it in a brisa. Rib Shem he says, Haisa Shem Evan Merubas, if there's a square stone over there and we want to use it as one of the corners of this Pase Birois. Ryan, we imagine, if we would split it in half, and then we would be able to take these two pieces and place them in an L shape, and there would be an Am in one direction and an Am in the other direction. So then we can count this whole thing as Dumid. But if not, we can't count it as Dumid. He adds on and he says, if there was a round stone over there and we want to use it as one of the corners, Ryan, so we imagine, if we would carve out this stone, meaning we would square it off and then like split it in half, and there would be enough to have an ama in both directions, then we can count it as Dumid, and if not, we can't count it as Dumid. And what are they arguing about? We only say one Ryan, we only imagine one thing, so we only imagine splitting the stone in half and that's it. And Umar Saber, Rabbi Shmuel Benesha Rabbi holds Afilu Tre Ryan Nami Aminan. We'll even say two Ryan, and so therefore we'll square off a stone and we'll split it in half. And this Telhamis Lakate is considered like a rounded stone since it's a mound, it's round, so therefore, according to Rabbi Shmuel Benesha Rabbi we would be allowed to use it as Diomid, but according to Rabbi Shemid Allah, we would not be allowed to use it. And now for our fourth question, which we're going to end the daf off with, Bamini Abai Meraba, Chitzas Hakanim, if we have a reed fence, Kane Kane Pachas Mishlesha, and each reed is situated within three Tvachim of each other, Nitin Mishum Diomid, I love. Are we allowed to count this as Diomid or not? The whole question is, since we're already giving a huge heter with this whole Pase Birai setup, that we're allowed to have this huge gap in between, and we don't really have the normal standard Mechitzas, are we also allowed to apply the leniency of Lava to the Pasim themselves? So the Gemara says, Amrlehi responded, Tani Sua, we learned it. Hayasham Elon, I get If there was a tree or a fence or Chitzas in the corner, Nitin Mishum Diomid, we could count it as Diomid. And my love, Kane Kane 
Tvachas Mishleisha. It must be that when it says Chitz Zakanim, we're talking about that each read was within three Tvachim of each other. The Gemara says, Loi, Gordisa Dekani. We're talking about Gordisa Dekani, which means that there's many reeds growing out of the same source, and even though above they end up branching out and they're separate from each other, since they come out of the same source, that's considered like a tree and therefore it's valid. The Gemara says, Yahachi, if so, Hanu Elon, that's the same thing as a tree, which we mentioned in the Brisa is okay. The Gemara says, That's not a question because the LMI, what do you want to say? That it's really each read is within three Tvachim of each other. Hainu Geder, that's the same thing as fence that's mentioned. So Elamai Esel So what can you say? Tregavne Geder. So you would answer to that. No, it must be that there's two types of fences. So Achanami, I'll answer for you too. Tregavne Elon, there's two types of trees, and therefore we don't have a right from that Brisa. And Nikadamri, some say Gordisa Dekani coming by Le. Abai was actually asking him about this Gordisa Dekani. Gordisa Dekani Mai. Are we allowed to use it as one of the corners? Now according to this version of the question, Achitzes Akanim would be Beseder because it's actually L-shaped, and we can apply Lovit, and therefore would be a valid corner. But this tree of reeds isn't actually L-shaped. We would have to apply Ryan that we imagine as if it's L-shaped, and maybe that's not valid for a corner. So the Gemara says, Armalei, Rabbi answered him, Tani Sui, we already learned in Ebrei, so, Hayusham Gedor Elon Akanim, if we have it there, Nidin Mushim Diomid, that's a valid Diomid. My love, Gordisa Dukani, is this not referring to a Gordisa Dukani that's valid? So the Gemara says, Loi, Kana Kana Pachas Mishlesha. It's referring to the Chitzus Akanim that we were talking about in the previous version, where each reed is less than three Tvachim apart from each other, and therefore it's valid. So the Gemara asks, that's the same thing as the fence. So we say the Elamaya. So what do you want to suggest that it means? Gordisa Dukani, Hainu Elon. That's the same thing as tree. Elamaya, so what would you have to answer? Chafamad Aleph on the top. Tregavni Elon. It must be there's two different types of trees. So Achanami, I'll answer you over here. Tregavni Gather, there's two different types of fences, and therefore we don't have an answer to the question. We're going to include over here for the day, and tomorrow we're going to pick up with the fifth question that Abaya asked Rabba. Everyone should have a wonderful day.